You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Uh, The title of the message is Hold On to the Anchor of Your Soul. Hold on. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, hold on. Let me... uh, talk to you a little bit before we get into the Word of God. Uh, I started reminiscing this past week. I've been working on this message a couple weeks now. And uh, I got to reminiscing about the last 29 and a half years of uh, walking through some pretty difficult storms with a lot of the families in this room. And you've walked through some difficult storms with me. And I got to thinking about um, the ones that's went on to be with the Lord uh, that I've walked through some difficult seasons with them in their lives. And that is called life. And uh, each one of us, we have difficult seasons in, in life. And uh, I was talking to a young man from Fairmont State Friday. Uh, there's a group from Fairmont State that comes to our church Last Sunday, I think it was about 15 of them, and uh, several of them, the majority of the baseball team, I think, uh, has been coming here. So I made them a promise last Sunday that I'd go watch them play their last home game Friday, and it didn't turn out real well (laughs) uh, for the home team. But uh, one of the young men, I said to him, I said, uh, I hear you possibly feel the call to be a preacher. And he said, yes, yes. He said, I don't know for sure if it's the call to be a pastor or maybe in the mission field. And uh, he said something I liked. He said, every believer should be in ministry. And uh, I thought, man, this kid's like 20 years old, you know. And it touched my heart. And I looked at him and I said, well, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. I said, you pray. Don't listen to nobody else but the Lord. And if the Lord don't call you to pastor, you better run from it because it'll kill you. What'll kill you is dealing with the people's hurts and the people's pains and the different seasons in our lives. Stand with me. Listen, I'm human. I put my pants on the same way you do. And I hurt for a lot of people. Especially those that have self-afflicted wounds. Self-afflicted. There's enough struggles in our life and enough storms that we have no control over than to allow the self-inflicted storms to come in our life. I want us to go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 19. Can't hardly see my page. Which hope we have as an anchor. Which hope, if if you caught anything through the worship, you should realize they were singing about hope. 
Hebrews 6 and 19 again says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Pastor Aaron, as I finish this verse, take that microphone to Lynn Clellan. Both sure and steadfast. Do you hear that? Sure and steadfast is our anchor and which entereth into that within the veil. Lynn, bless the reading of the word of God. Holy Father, we're so happy, God, to be in your house. Father, touch the pastor this morning. Touch his heart, Father. Help him to speak, Father, from not only what he's prepared, Father, but speak through him. Help him to speak what you desire for him to speak. And God, I'm so happy, and I know there's many in this sanctuary this morning that is glad that you are the anchor, mm -hmm. that you are, God, the rock on which we stand. For, Father, everything else is sinking sand. And God, living in this world, Father, the evil that we see around us, Father, I declare your name over that evil. Mm -hmm. Father, I declare your name over everything that people are suffering yes, from. God. Father, at this time, who have mm -hmm. suffered and who will suffer in the future. Yes. Yeah. Because you are God. And Father, we turn to you, Father, for our foundation and that anchor, Father. May we lay hold of that anchor, Father, and never let go, Father, mm -hmm. until it's time for us to let go of this life. Yes, God. And God, then we will be with you, the anchor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. The anchor that I'm speaking about, uh, sure and steadfast, our anchor is Jesus that entereth into within the veil. The veil was the heavy, very heavy curtain in the temple at Jerusalem, which was torn from top to bottom when Jesus died. I want to read to you out of Matthew chapter 27, verse 51. Behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. It's the veil that divided the holy place from the holies of holies. And I think that you'll understand more about that as we go through the message. Sometimes... We just run out of hope. Sometimes we feel like there is no hope. Sometimes maybe you can relate to sitting across the desk from a doctor and being given a bad report. And we just feel like we have no hope. Sometimes when the finances dry up, and we have a stack of bills and on our desk and stink bug no more. <laughs> ain't gonna mess with me today. Ain't gonna mess with me. How many's ever been in a place in your life that the bills were stacked up on your table and you didn't know how you was going to pay. Anyone in the house can remember that? I do. 
I do. And maybe you felt like you had no hope and maybe you found yourself in a place in life that your marriage seemed like it was crumbling and you have no hope. When we run out of hope and we all will hit that place in life where we wonder if we have any hope left in the tank. When we run out of that hope, there is a place that we can turn to and I suggest that you turn to this great and precious promise in Hebrews chapter six, verse 19 and verse 20. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, but sure and steadfast. My anchor is sure. My anchor is steadfast. And which entereth into that within the veil. Whither the forerunner is for us. Jesus is for us. And he's entered in and made a high priest forever and ever. He's there seated at the right hand side of the Father. He's interceding for each one of us. But I want you to look at the two key terms in this verse. It says anchor and soul. You don't need to be told what an anchor is. You, you know what an anchor is. You, you've been around long enough that you know, you've been in a boat, you've seen an anchor. The anchor has one purpose and that is to steady the boat. And that's what our anchor has. He's got one purpose, is to steady our soul. Do you hear me? He's at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our very behalf right now. Even if you've stumbled in here and you feel like that you have no hope and that you're at the end of your rope, I've come to encourage you under the anointing and with the word of God that all your hope is in Jesus. And Jesus has not forgot about you. You are not alone. God Almighty knows, Jesus is interceding for your very behalf. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Steady the boat. You need an anchor that can securely hook you to the object that is stronger than the storm. I'll say it again. You need an anchor that can securely hook you to something that is stronger than the storm that you will go through. How many's ever been through a storm in the past? Raise your hand. How many's ever, how many's going through a storm right now? Raise your hand. You need to hear the word of God today. You don't need Facebook, you need an anchor. You don't even need your best friend. You need an anchor. You don't need 1-800-CALL-PSYCHO-NUTCASE. You need an anchor. Do you hear me? An anchor that you can hook to that is stronger than the storm. So why do you need an anchor? Because you have a valuable vessel. You have a soul. You've got a valuable vessel you have a soul. In Mark's gospel, I believe chapter eight, verse 36, it said, what would it profit a man 
to gain the whole world and to lose his soul. Do you hear me? What are you hooked to? Your anchor needs to be hooked to the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody in the house, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. You are valuable. Your soul is valuable. When God breathed into Adam, let's go there to Genesis chapter two, verse seven. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. I was in my office this morning and I was looking over my notes and I, and I, I read this and it said the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and he breathed into the nostrils the breath of life. And I inhaled. And I thought, and I exhaled. And I thought to myself, and I never thought of it like that before, and it hit me. I just breathed the breath of God and exhaled the breath of God. That is how close God is to us if we want him to be there. He's in the breath. Do you hear me? What are you hooked to? What are you anchored to? Oh, my goodness. When God breathed into Adam, he gave him more than oxygen. He gave him a soul. He made him an eternal being. And because you have a soul, you wrestle with right and wrong. Because you have a soul, you value the lives of others. Preacher or pastor? I'd rather be pastor and value the lives of your souls and your families your children and their children. When you have a soul, you get teary-eyed when you see your babies, even if they're six foot five. I was in my office yesterday morning and I was in there and I heard music and I thought I was the only one here. And I came out and my niece Courtney was here and all the young girls was rehearsing for a Mother's Day dance and I looked up and I seen my granddaughter, Kenley, and I just started crying. If you got a soul, you get teary-eyed occasionally. What does your soul do? Your soul unites you with God. And your soul needs an anchor. Your soul unites you to God, but there's still storms that you and I go through in this life and we need an anchor. And our anchor is Jesus. Many are going through storms today. I, I want you to know that storms come, but storms go. The sun will shine again. Do you hear me? You need to hear what I'm about to tell you, your soul is fragile. Your soul is fragile. It feels the pain of death. 29 and a half years been pastoring. And I can remember years ago saying to the Lord in a prayer, Lord, if I ever get to the place where it don't affect me to do a funeral, then I need to quit, God. 
Because it's always somebody's mom, somebody's child, somebody's husband, somebody's son. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's fragile. It's painful. Death is painful. I don't know how many funerals I've done in 29 and a half years and did them 10 years before that. I've buried a lot of your family. I've buried my own family. But it's something we're all going to go through. But we've got an anchor. Do you hear me? We've got an anchor. And that anchor is not weak. That anchor is strong enough to take you through the storm. The anchor won't break. The anchor won't bend. Do you hear me? His name is Jesus. He is worthy of our praise. Give him a hand clap. Not only does our soul feel the pain of death, but how about disease? When you watch your loved one wither away to nothing, and there's nothing you can do other than comfort them and hold them and make them comfortable. I've been there with people almost up and down the aisles. I've been there in my own family, but I'm convinced my anchor still holds. Do you hear me? I'm convinced that. I'm telling you. 100% I am convinced your anchor still holds. Give him another hand clap and a shout of praise. This anchor that I'm speaking about is set. It's not set on a boat. Boating's been one of my favorite things in life. We would find a cove and I'd throw that anchor over, that anchor will go down and it'll hook on something and the wind would come and we would remain steady. And that's the thing that I found in my spiritual walk with God that my anchor still holds uh, and the wind comes and the rain comes and the storms and the devil shows up on the front porch. Uh, but my front porch is covered by the blood of the Lamb of God that is seated on the right hand side of the throne of God, interceding on my behalf today if you've been sheltered if you've been protected by the king of kings and the lord of lords give him a hand clap and a shout of praise let the storms come let the rain come let death come let disease come but my anchor i said my anchor still holds stand to your feet and give god a hand clap and a shout of praise out. Our anchor is set in the very throne room of God. This anchor is not just set from a boat. My anchor is not set on a person. I love her dearly. I love my children dearly and my grandchildren and everyone in this room, but my anchor's not set on her. My anchor's not set on my children. My anchor's not set in the church people or the title as pastor. My anchor is set in none other than the Lord Jesus Christ that gave his life on a cross that I can have life and have it with abundance and have it forever and ever. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. My anchor's not set on possessions. Some's hooked to their IRA. Some's hooked to their savings, to their business, to their title. You better be hooked to Jesus. Huh? You better be hooked. Good to see you back, snowbirds. I heard you say amen there. This anchor is set in the inner sanctuary. 
behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered in on our behalf. Who would you want to plead your case other than Jesus, huh? Our anchor set in the very throne room of God himself. It don't get no better than that. It will never break. My anchor will never break. The anchor is set and the rope is strong. Do you hear me? Never, never gonna break. Since no one can take your Christ, no one, no one can take your hope. So I pray today, whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through right now, or what you may go through tomorrow, you'll remember that nobody, nobody can take my hope. Our hope is in God. It's a refuge, a hope for the believer, a refuge. That word refuge means sheltered. That word refuge means protection from danger, from distress, and from the enemy. I wrote down just before I left my office, I just wrote and underlined it, my life. I was telling Pastor Kerry this morning, I was talking to a lady that her husband is in prison. Talking to her earlier today. And I said to Carrie, I said, it's by the grace of God that I'm not locked up from stupid, foolish things of the world many years ago. But I have an anchor and I'd been the shelter, the refuge had protected me for such a time as this. Do you feel alone this morning in your problems? Do you feel alone? Somebody shoot me? Am I? Ain't got no blood dripping, do I? Do you feel alone? You are not alone. Do you hear me? When you get to the place that you feel like you're alone, that's a bad place to and I'm here today to tell you, you are not alone. Romans chapter eight, verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who, who's condemning you? Nobody has the right to judge you. Nobody has the right to condemn you. Christ makes intercession for us behind the throne of God. He's our intercessor. He's our mediator. You are not alone. I want to tell you again, you are not alone. Only one time in my life I felt that way. And I don't ever want to feel that way again. And I don't want you to feel that way. You are not, you are not alone. Do you feel like you have no hope? Are you in a place that you feel like you can never be forgiven of your failures? Can I tell you, you've already been forgiven. You've already, if you know the Lord Jesus, you've been forgiven of every failure. 
Romans chapter eight, verse one, there is therefore now, somebody say now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You can be forgiven. Quit living in the past. Step toward your future and your destiny. Don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you you are a failure and you can't start again. My God is a God of second chances, third chances, 20 chances. He's God, do you hear me? If God has given you a second chance, you ought to give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Do you feel like there's no hope and death is the end? Some people think death is the end of the story. Can you imagine? What, what would it be if we just lived here for a season and we died and, and they just buried you and you rotted and that was the end? To be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. At death, uh, at death, death is swallowed up in victory. Do you hear me? You got hope that lies beyond the grave. If your name is on the roll, if you've called upon God, you've got a place prepared for you, not by man, but by God Himself. It's a place called heaven. Give Him a hand clap and a shout of praise. You got hope beyond the grave. Do you feel like you have no hope? And the sorrow will never end. I don't know who's crying more, you or I. That's okay. Do you feel like the sorrow will never end? Sometimes, to be honest with you, it feels like it won't. Sometimes we go through a season in life where we just feel like that pain's never going to leave. That sorrow is never going to let up. That the sun is never going to shine again. But when we begin to think them things, it is no more than the enemy, the lie of the devil. And the Bible said he's the father of all lies. He's speaking a lie into you uh, because listen to what the Bible said. Uh, God has assured us in Psalms chapter 30, verse 5, at the end of that, uh, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come again in the morning. Uh, do you hear me? You're going to make it through the night. Weeping may endure for the night, but be assured from the word of God, God says uh, that joy will come again in the morning. The storm is going to pass. Uh, the clouds are going to leave. The lightning will be silenced, uh, and joy will come again in the morning. How long is the night? I don't know, but I know that morning comes after the night. You just need to be encouraged that you've got an anchor. He knows what you're going through. He's seated at the right hand side of the Father and your night shift is about to come to an end and joy will come again in the morning. Somebody, anybody, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Oh, you may feel like you have no hope. Have you ever felt like you won't have the wisdom, you won't have the strength to go on the rest of your life? Can I tell you, to be honest with you, you won't. But the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit, our comforter. Acts chapter 1 
Verse eight, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I've been down. I've been down. But when the Holy Spirit comes, I've been up. I preached a message one time many years ago and I had a, it was down at Maranatha and they had a big balcony. Place was packed and I had an air tank hid with an air hose. And I had one of them games, them punching bags where it looks like a man and it has boxing gloves. And, and uh, I was preaching about the Holy Spirit and I had that bag, had no air in it. And, and that thing, I stuck that air in where people couldn't see anything started coming alive. And it started coming up and had its hands out. And I said, I've been knocked down and I hit that thing and, and it went down. But I said, the Holy Spirit brought it back up. And I remember throwing it out in the audience and they threw it over to this side and over to that side and up into the balcony and back down. I just want to encourage somebody, you've been knocked down a time or two, uh, but you got the Holy Spirit of the living God. Greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in this world. Uh, and you got to start speaking the word of God and believing and putting all your hope in Jesus. And you watch the Holy Spirit show up and bring you back up out of that thing and you will be filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory if you believe it. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Do you feel like you have no hope? Can I be honest again with you? Life isn't fair. But it will be. Life isn't fair. I can't explain why I've stood and, and preached little babies funerals. I can't, I can't explain. I got, I got people said to me, well, well, if there's a God, how come people start? I can't, I can't explain other than I, I know that sin entered into the world through Adam and, and we're living in a fallen state, uh, but we're not going to stay there because we're going to inherit the kingdom of God and be in the presence of God. Do, do you feel like life isn't fair? Uh, you know, we're getting ready to celebrate Mother's Day and, and there's probably someone in this room or, or, or somebody watching by live stream or by TV that maybe you're struggling and you're young and you want to have a child. I don't understand why some women don't have children. I don't understand. But I do know I had two aunts that was never married, never had children, but they mothered more children than any mother that ever gave birth to anybody. So just trust in God. Do you hear me? You may not, you may not think life is fair and life is not fair, but it will be because Acts chapter 7 verse 31, for God has set a day when he will judge the world. Death, failure, betrayal, sickness, disappointment, they cannot take your hope because they cannot take your Jesus. We've all been through some of those and some's been through all of them, Scotty. How do we make it when we feel like there's no hope? Very familiar scripture. But in this week, am I, as I was reading and I, I read this, I, I feel like my faith increased. And I feel like I the Lord took me to a place of peace. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. Oh, it's familiar. But when it really comes in, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. I want to read you a true story. 
100% true. I can't read with tears. The McCombs were the picture of the all-American family. Two young, beautiful children. Terrific marriage. Jonathan worked ranches. Laura sold pharmaceuticals. They were God-fearing, happy, busy, and carefree. Then came the storm. Rain was in the forecast, but a once-in-a-life-century flood came. No one saw it coming. The Blanco River rose 28 feet in 90 minutes and roared through the South Texas hill country, taking homes, cars, and bridges with it. Jonathan and his family sought safety on the second floor of the cabin in which they were staying. But safety was nowhere to be found. The house was yanked off of its foundation they found themselves clutching a mattress, riding white water. Jonathan, the husband, survived. No one else did. A couple weeks later, after he was released from the hospital, he found the strength to speak at the funeral for his wife and his two children. Think about that. It seemed the entire city of Corpus Christi Texas was present. The church had no empty seats or no dry eyes. For well more than a half an hour, Jonathan described his wife and his children. He spoke of their laughter, spoke of their joy, and he spoke how empty his house had become. And then he said something. People have been asking me how am I doing and how can I stay so strong and positive in a time like this? He said, I've told them that I've been leaning on my family, leaning on my friends, and leaning most importantly on my faith. He said, after church every Sunday morning, Laura would always ask, how do we get more people to come to church and learn about salvation? Now he's standing here in a podium and his wife's laying there in a casket. And he says, well, Laura, what do you think? They're here. And then he said a particular verse that I've loved over the years has also helped me along. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Stand with me, everyone in the room. The praise team would come. Listen to me. My live stream and WBOY and everyone in the house. I have no explanation why tragic events take place. But I know that God will not allow anything on us more than we're able. Now you may, you may not believe this and I don't say it to be arrogant. 
I don't say it to be holier than thou. But I know, Indy, I know. And God forbid I ever, Vern, have to bury my wife and my children. But I know if I do, I will not quit. I will not back up. I will not blame God. And I will weep through the night. But I have an anchor. And his name is Jesus. And he went through a cross worse than anything any of us could go through so we could be hooked to him that is greater than the storm that we go through. You got to come to a place where you make a deliberate decision to build your life on God's promise to restore and to renew. He didn't say trouble wouldn't come. But he said he's never closer than to the brokenhearted. I pray that you would never feel overwhelmed. Never get sucked into the sewer of despair. Never be faint-hearted. You say, well, that's, how's that going to happen? Can you imagine no day lost to anguish? Can you imagine being in a place where no decision driven by fear? Well, can I be honest? That's God's will and that's God's desire for us. That's where he takes over. Listen to Romans chapter 15, verse 13 in the New King James Version. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing i got to read that again because it, 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 there's something just hit me there. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. In believing. I, I, I didn't see that till just now. May the God of hope and peace fill you in believing that you may abound. And I underword that word abound and I got the Webster and, and, and I got to look. Abound in the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You, you, you can't do it outside of the power of the Holy Spirit. But if you believe, oh my goodness, God help us. Could you use some abounding hope? Abounding hope is not occasional hope, not sporadic hope, but abounding hope. That word abound in Webster is to be plentiful in amount, to be fully supplied. Would you like to be fully supplied with hope? that everything's gonna be all right. Well, it's yours for the asking. Grab the promised hope with both hands and never let it go. It is an unbreakable spiritual lifeline. Listen to this in Hebrews chapter six, verse 18. God cannot break his word. And because his word cannot change, the promise is likewise unchangeable. His promise is unchangeable. It's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God where Jesus running on ahead of us has taken up his permanent post as high priest for us. He's in the throne room of God. That's where my anchor is. Ask yourself this question. Is what I'm hooked to 
stronger than what I'll go through. Last minute coming out of my office. I was praying and this old song entered my spirit. I didn't know how to find it, so I asked Janessa to. And they sent it to my phone. Can I get the out of the way? I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. And I don't borrow from the sunshine For its skies may turn to gray I don't worry o'er the future For I know what Jesus said And today I'll walk beside him for he knows what I'm all messed up. They lie ahead. Help me, Adam. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow. And I know who sing that chorus again. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand. One more time we might sing it all day anything this altar is open and if you're carrying something heavy today why don't you step out of your seat and come to understand but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds I know I know I know, I know it's gonna be all right for you. I know it, I got a peace. It's gonna be all right. He's not forsaken us. He's not forgotten us. He knows your name and he knows your pain. Do you hear me? You hang on, cause the anchor, the anchor will hold. Joy will come in the morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed. How many is going through a heavy, heavy, heavy season? Raise your hand. Raise your hand toward heaven. Come on. Raise your hand. God sees those hands. I'm standing here asking you. I'm asking you to take a step out of that dark place right now. Take a step out, a step out of that, that pain to where you feel like you're all alone. Take a step out and come to this altar. Would you come? You can pray by yourself. No one's going to intercede. Or you can come to one of our prayer team. I'm asking you again and again and again and again. Don't stay where you're at. Step out and come. Say, Pastor, I've been there before. I've been prayed for before. I've been anointed before. Step out again. Step out again. 
Come, I'm going to stand here and beg if it's 6 o'clock tonight when we're getting ready to have church. You don't have to stay in that season. You don't have to stay defeated. You don't have to stay in the pain, in the worry to where you can't sleep, where you can't lay your head down at night, where you can't eat, where you can't rest, where you can't think at your job. You need to come and give it to the Lord God Almighty. Would you come? Lay it down. And don't pick it back up. Come and lay it down. Anybody in the building? You're not right with God. The Lord has spoken to your heart. The Holy Spirit has touched you. And today you'd like to make a change. You'd like to call upon the name of God. You'd like to give your life to the one that gave his life for you. Right where you're at. I'm not going to embarrass you. But I ask you this morning, if heaven, if death knocked on your door today, would heaven be your home? There's no think so, hope so, maybe so. It's only I know so. If you have a personal, do you have a personal relationship? It starts by praying and asking Jesus to forgive you of your sins. Have you prayed that prayer? If not, would you raise your hand and say today right here. Again, I'm not going to come to you right here. I'd like to give my life to Christ. I'd like to start this journey. I'd like to ask the Lord to forgive me of my sins. I'd like for my name to be written down in heaven. Is there one that would slide your hand up and say right here in my seat, today I want to give my life. I want to surrender. I want to give my life to Jesus. Is there one? Is there one? I'll see your hand, sir. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Is there another? I'll see your hand. I'll see your hand. Let's not get in a hurry. Yes, sir. Somebody else. Don't be ashamed. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You that raise your hand, I want you to look right at me. That's right, look right at me. I want you to take someone by the hand beside of you. Don't be ashamed. Jesus wasn't ashamed of you. Take someone by the hand. That's right, you just made a public, public profession saying, Lord, you're going to be the Savior of my life. The greatest decision you've ever made. Now open up your heart and open up your mouth and pray this prayer out loud with me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I surrender. I give my life to you. And from this day forward, I'll do my very best to serve you. Teach me, grow me, guide me. In Jesus' name I pray. Let everyone in the house give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. My eyes was driven, was drawn to you. When you was here standing, you came here, didn't you, this morning? Right there. You in the back. Don't ever be ashamed of what's taking place here today. Neither one of you men. Real men cry when Jesus touches their hearts. Real men ain't ashamed, do you hear me? The world will tell you a bunch of junk. 
Real men ain't ashamed. We got any men of God in the house? Huh? Listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you. It's not just a one time. You say a prayer, then you leave here. And you just live like you want to live. I didn't say you're going to be perfect. I'm here to tell you you're going to make mistakes. You're going to sin. No condemnation now is what I read earlier. You just keep walking with the Lord. You just keep walking with the Lord. Keep coming to church and keep learning and keep growing. And you watch generational curses be lifted off of your family. You watch the younger ones coming behind you that want to do what you do and everything starts to shift in your family and in your life. And the next thing you know, the whole row is your family and you're walking with God. The devil is a liar. You don't have to live in defeat. Do you hear me, church? You don't have to live in defeat. We need to walk the walk and talk the talk. Do you hear me? Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 